pushing buttons and pulling triggers. This is Gun Funny. Welcome to Gun Funny episode 135. Today I'm going to chat with John Wong from Rainier Arms, talk about a security guard who was arrested, and discuss the next hottest trend in the gun industry. I am your host, Ava Flannell, and John, how are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic, Ava. Thanks for having me on. Of course. So I got to know, do you, are you stocked up with plenty of toilet paper? You know, right before the panic, I think uh, we loaded loaded up on some. So okay. I, we're we're always kind of a natural prepping kind of people anyway. So <laughs> yeah. we're, we'll be fine for a little while with our heinies. Okay, good. That's good. You know, because that seems to be like the major concern <laughs> that's going on nowadays. And yeah. just wanted to make sure. Um, luckily, I have a Costco membership, even though I live alone. <laughs> there is like, I always get my toiletries from Costco. So I'm I'm set as well. But it's just, it's crazy because I, now I'm almost like panicking, like, well, what happens when I do run out? Is it, you know, is this just going to last for a little bit or is this going to be like, this is the world we live in now and, you know, there's no toilet paper on the shelves for like the next couple of months. Yeah. You know, that's why we've been saving up silver, right? So you can exchange silver for toilet paper. Right. That's funny because I, I did have a guest on a few weeks ago that talked about precious metals in that people were investing in just because you know it's like yeah when the end of the world comes like dollars that's literally that's probably what people are going to be using as toilet paper because that's how much it you know value it holds so uh whereas precious what's really strange is you know i thought you know as the world crumbles like this Mm -hmm. you know I, i i didn't think the the crypto prices would drop the way it did because I I figured people would turn to other other sources like silver, crypto, things like that. But crypto took a fifty percent dump yesterday, so it was oh, crazy. Wow. Yeah, so I w- I, w- I think it was like forty percent, but it was it's it's crazy how the world is turning and behaving with with all of this coronavirus going on. That's for sure. It really is, and it's and it's weird too because of all things like why toilet paper and why you know like you can and it just goes to show I guess you can you know be prepared as possible, but you never really know what's going to happen. It yeah, that's compl- true. I mean, I, I, I never thought they'd cancel the NBA, right? In my lifetime I know. Or, or cancel the Disneyland and all of these things that they're canceling. It, it seems surreal. Like, is this really happening? You yeah. Know? And, and, and it is, it's crazy. Yeah. And we just got word that uh, the NRA annual meetings is canceled and exactly, which exactly. I don't know how bummed everybody seems to be about that, but I am bummed because I was really looking forward to going to Nashville, which I've never been, and I was going to stay. That's what I've heard. Everyone said really good things about it. Yeah, I mean, they had I think NRA there maybe four or five years ago, and it's a great little city. And and not not only that, it's like there's so many other gun related things that's been canceled, like IWA, uh, Mm -hmm. that's the international show, show in Germany that got canceled. Uh, our grand opening was supposed to happen next Saturday. We canceled that. And who knows, you know, what's going to happen to Chiricon. Hopefully by, by summertime, my end of uh, August will be fine. But mm-hmm. you just never know. Right now, it's a time of uncertainty. And I think that's what freaks people out. People are uncertain. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's kind of what's freaking me out. I was literally just looking at ammo prices and starting to stock up on. I'm like, well, is you this, could. You is could it ever... starting to climb now, Eva? Oh, it is. It is. In fact, that's one of the things I wanted to ask you if you've seen people, you know, buying in bulks um, at Rainier Arms, because 
everywhere that I'm looking, it's like, I mean, they've definitely increased prices just across the mm. board and a lot of things are out of stock. But mm. before we get into that, I'm going to talk about Manicore Arms real quick. So if you guys aren't uh, familiar with uh, the CZ Scorpion Evo bullpup kit that Sven designed, he designed it last year and it took a little while for it to come out, but it is out now. You can get it at um, like on CZ's website. And if you guys have a Scorpion Evo carbine, which it works on, I would highly recommend it. Just, you know, you switch out a few parts and stuff and you turn it into a bullpup and it looks really cool if you're into bullpups. If you're not into bullpups, you may not like it, but I personally, you know, I uh, actually just did a review on one, which will be coming out here shortly, but I think it's it's really well made and Sven did a really great job. Otherwise, if you're not going to, uh, if you're not interested in that, I would highly recommend head on over to manicorearms.com, use the code GUNFUNNY15, and that will get you 15% off anything that you want on their website. Learn the things you never knew on Deconstructing the Industry. So I kind of spilled the beans by saying, you know, by asking if Rainier Arms was affected. So obviously you're from Rainier Arms. But for those who aren't familiar, can you just explain what Rainier Arms is and what your role there? Yes. Absolutely. Uh, Rainier Arms is an online retailer for tactical firearms, accessories, parts, all that kind of stuff. Uh, we started in actually technically 2005, but actually we got our start in 2004 under the name of Tactical Solutions. But what was funny is after I ran the business for a year, it helped me a little bit because there was a million tactical solutions. So when I right. call up and I would say, I'm John from Tactical Solutions. Oh, yeah, we heard of you. I'm like, oh, great. I want to <laughs> buy some parts. you know. <laughs> so it helped me get started. But then uh, we quickly changed the name because there were so many tactical this and tactical solutions. And and so we changed the name to Renew Arms in 2005. And we're basically an online retailer. And you are the CEO of Rainier Arms. Yeah, yeah. I forgot to mention that. Thanks for uh, mentioning that. I'm the founder and CEO of Rainier Arms. So how did that come about? Uh, it started out uh, like almost everybody in the industry. It, it started out as a hobby, right? Mm -hmm. I, I love guns and, and all of that. And I couldn't buy enough of them. I didn't have enough money to buy all, all the things that I wanted. Yeah. And I needed to find more play money. And so... Or find a way to buy more parts. Uh -huh. So at one time, I, I, I was very active on AR15.com, which is a you know mm -hmm. blog that most people know about. And 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 so I would I would post on there, hey, you know, anybody looking for upper receivers? And so I would buy five of them, and I would sell four, and I I get mine for free. So it really turned out to buy get free parts, you know, yeah. for myself to sell to my friends. Kind of doing some group buys. And my, you know, one, it led from uppers to, Hey, can you get barrels? Can you get handguards? Can you get this? And, and it just slowly grew from there, you know? And then I thought, you know what? I should invest in and start this business because it's so fun. And that was right when the ban uh, was lifting in 2004. Mm -hmm. And a lot of activity started happening around that time. So I thought it was a good time to enter the market. Hmm. That's actually, it, it's so crazy to me how certain businesses get, get started. And I think it's just, I mean, I think that's the fascinating part is people just see this huge business and they think that, you know, it kind of happened overnight. And I mean, in your case, like you guys, and it's funny too, because, um, I do want to talk about like 
last year I, I was able to tour Rainier Arms and, and you guys have such a huge internet presence, but yet you're still, you're still, you know, a fairly small company. Like you would think that you'd have, I don't know, like 500 employees. And I know that you have expand, um, you've expanded, but it's just the yeah, whole thing. We're, just we're, we're that saying where they say big hat, uh, no cattle or something like that. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When, when people come to see us, they're like, this is it. I'm like, oh man. <laughs> You're like, I don't want to hear that in the bedroom or here. Okay. Just don't. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. But you know, it's like, uh, we do, we do put on a good show for people. You know, people think we're, we're much larger than we are. We're actually a very small company. And, but, uh, you know, we, the, the one thing that we've done is we, we've never taken out loans other than the buildings that we own. Um, mm-hmm. And we've tried to grow very organically. So if we don't have money to do it, we don't do it. That's and smart. So we haven't been able to grow as fast as some companies. And also we play in a very specialty niche, right? Like high-end AR parts and high-end uh, tactical parts, you know, like pistols and such. So our, our market's much smaller than, you know, somewhere else. For example, like a Lamborghini is much smaller than not that we're Lamborghini, but Lamborghini is much smaller than Volkswagen, right? Mm-hmm. So it's it's one of those things that it's we purposely want to play in this market because those are the clientele we like, that's the products we like, and it's 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 very enjoyable uh, the work that we do. Yeah, and I've noticed that you guys definitely specialize in finding uh, unique products. And let's say a company just came out and. They came out with something that you haven't seen on the market. You guys are the first ones to, you know, to carry their products, which is great, especially for that company, just because I'm sure it's, it's huge for them to, you know, get picked up by a company like yours when they just started. But you guys really have a knack for, for seeking out just things that you typically don't see on other, you know, online distributors. Yeah. Thanks for noticing that. I mean, that is our, specialty i mean we're not we're not huge by any means but the but but the part that we bring to the table that a lot of other distributors don't is we have a marketing piece to it right like we're we're really good at bringing new products to market we're really good at uh getting getting that uh message out to the to the internet space to all of our friends so uh what happens is companies seek us out now and, you know, like a lot of times, I'm sure you're, you might be doing the same thing, but when I'm scrolling through social media or whatever, I'm not, I'm not looking for entertainment per se. I'm looking for, I'm scouring through, Hey, what's, what's that? I've never right. seen that. What is this? You know, so I'm constantly working while I'm on social media. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I, I can't understand. I mean, maybe my brain doesn't work that way, but when people spend hours just on, on YouTube or something, just watching, oh, what, you know, just, yeah, just, just consuming, right? Yeah. Bubble gum for the ears and the eyes. I, I don't get that. I, yeah. I'm all about, Hey, look at that part. Or I might spend hours looking on YouTube, but it's like, Oh, I want to learn about this or I yeah. want to learn about that. Right. Exactly. So, that's, that is that's, exactly how I think. And because I always have to come up with new products to talk about on the show. And if I'm not familiar with that and I'm behind the times and everybody's like, well, why didn't you cover, you know, this gun that just came out last week? And I'm like, Oh, I didn't know it came out. So, right. you know, just like you, like I have to be on top of it and I do the exact same thing when I'm looking and I see something interesting and then I'm like, you know, try to trace it back to where it came from and I do the yeah, same thing. Yeah, exactly. And the, 
great thing is I have such an amazing team, right? Like I have my marketing guys and then I have my product guys, Terry and Ari. And, and so they're always lo- looking too. And mm-hmm. so when, when you have a, a room full of guys who are always looking together, they're like, Hey, did you see this? Oh, did you see this? Oh, I s- spoke to so and so. They sent me this product. It's just a lot of fun and a, a ton of synergy that happens was we're, we're always looking for the newest, coolest things. Yeah. And we find a lot of it, you know, it's, and I would say, you know, out of like 10 things that we get pitched, you know, maybe, you know, five will be good and five will be bad, but man, the, every once in a while out of that 10, you buy, find that one gem is like, Oh my God, look at this next cool product. <laughs> I can't believe, you know, we get to introduce this. And, and there's been so many companies like that over the years that, you know, they started with one product and we were the ones who launched it for them. And they're a huge mega company now. Right. So it's cool. Yeah, definitely. So did you start off like in your basement or garage or, you know, like most? I did. I I had a small room in my basement. Okay. I started from. And when I jumped in with both feet, you know, I, I, I asked my wife, I, you know, I, I I put in like 20,000, which was in my savings account. And then Mm I said, Hey, do you mind if I do this as a business? And I really love it. And, and she was totally enthusiastic about it too. And, and I said, okay, I'm going to do it. So I refinanced my house, took out a hundred thousand dollar loan and, and bought a bunch of products. I thought, and then when all the products came, it, it didn't even fill up one wall, right. in my, you know, 200 square foot room. Right. <gasps> so it freaked me out. Like, yeah. Oh my God, I can't believe I did this. What, what did I get myself into? <laughs> I, I'm going to be dead. And uh, yeah, that's how I started. So man, the early days sure, sure was a scary time for sure, yeah. but uh, it was fun. It's always scary though, taking that risk and starting a business and you're not sure, you know, where it's going to lead. And now you're stuck with all this inventory. Cause I kind of did the same thing with guns when I first got my FFL. And I remember buying like my first 20 guns to sell at a gun show. And all I kept thinking was like, well, what if I don't sell these? And yeah. 20 guns, like there's a lot of money in 20 guns. That's a lot. And, yeah, you know, and I'm like, ah, and it, eventually I stopped selling guns. I still have my FFL, but I sell to, you know, just uh maybe students or friends. But sure. But because you realize there's n- just not a lot of a lot of money, money. in it. Yeah. <laughs> you're know. like, you're like, all right, cool. So I have, let's say you have 20,000, you know, uh, stuck uh. on products and you're not really getting too much back from it. And it just, if you have, you know, any sort of business sense, you're like, this isn't really the best investment, but the, no, I mean, the, I'll, I'll be, you know, flat out honest with you. The firearms business isn't the best business. And it, and I think most people get into this because it's their passion. Exactly. Right? Yeah. And you hear from all the, all the successful people do what you love. And I, I, I agree with that, but man, there's, there's one thing I, I, I wish this business had was some uh, margins because it yeah. really sucks. <laughs> it really does. It, and I don't think people realize that. And, you know, and even my friends are like, well, can't you give me a better deal on a gun? I'm like, this is dealer price. I'm literally giving you dealer price just so I can keep my FFL. Like, you know, and then there's other online companies, no offense to you, that are selling it. And you're like, they must be buying it like in bulk of like 500s because there's, I can't even touch that price. I know. Sometimes I shake my head. I mean, what was that? I think PSA released a new lower with the AR-14 lower or something. Yeah. They were selling it for 49 bucks. I'm like, I can't even make it for that price, right? I know. So it's like, I, I don't know. I don't it know is... what secret sauce that they sprinkle on their stuff, but it's it's crazy what 
you know, some companies can do yeah. uh, for pricing. Yeah, yeah for sure. I know. It definitely is. So looking back, if you had to do it all over again, would you? Um, yes, yes. I mean, it's a, it's a yes and no, right? Like I would definitely do business again. I love business. What I do, what I do this exact business, I'm not sure. Like I was telling you, margins suck and inventory sucks. Like Mm -hmm. the first, like seven years, like I was growing really fast and on paper making seven figures, but I didn't see a dime because I I was so busy buying inventory and paying taxes. There was nothing left. Right. So inventory businesses suck. And knowing what I know now, I would probably do a non-inventory type of business, either drop shipping type Mm -hmm. or, and I know that's overrated too now, but either that or selling some sort of subscription to something or, or digital. I, I think I'm smart enough to figure something else out. Other than this, you know, in terms <laughs> right? of business, but yeah, uh, when you're looking at the full picture, when I say yes and no, that's the money side. But on the other side, the people that I've met, the products I get to play with every day, uh, my teammates that we've, oh man, I wouldn't trade that for the world. I love it. Yeah. I absolutely. When when people say they love work, I'm I'm, I'm not exaggerating. I love it. I I work all day every day. It doesn't feel like work. Yeah. I feel like I'm playing all day. Absolutely. And I yeah I agree. I kind of feel the same way. Sometimes I'm like, how am I able to make a living off of this? I know. You know, right? and it's like, and it's kind of nice because you can kind of set your own schedule and you know yeah. stuff like that. But I I want to go back to something that you said where it was um you know people say if you do something you love you'll never work a day in your life. But I have noticed that now being in the gun, being in the gun industry for about, I guess a little over seven years, you know, I joke like, Hey, you can love spaghetti and meatballs, but if you eat it every night, like eventually you're going to get kind of tired of it. And, and I have noticed, you know, it's even yesterday I was at the range shooting, uh, guns with my friend and he's like, Oh, I'm just going to shoot this. And he wants to start a YouTube channel. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, well, you better get the cameras out because you're going to learn really quickly. You cannot just shoot for pleasure without having the cameras rolling because you have to create content all the time. And in in that, it kind of just sucks that you can't really just go to the range and just have fun with it because you feel guilty because you're not creating (laughs) content. Yeah. The, I mean, every once in a blue moon, I, I get to do stuff for fun, but you're right. Most of it's for work. Yeah. And the other thing too, that happens is what used to be like, I would get a basic gun, like a stag, right? Like a stag mm-hmm. AR, nothing. I'm not saying anything bad about stag, but I, I get a plain Jane AR 15. Yeah. And I get so stoked about it. Like, Oh my God, look at this gun. Look at the stock. Now, and now I you're like, oh, that's... whatever. And yeah. I'm like, eh. yeah. you know, <laughs> so it, it, it kind of takes the fun out of that. Right. Like the yeah. excitement's no longer there because you see it every single day. Right. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. There is a, an AK chambered in nine millimeter that I shot a few weeks ago and I actually got excited about that. And I'm like, it's just weird. Cause I don't really get, you know, there's not a lot of guns out there that I feel like are life changing or that like, you yeah. know, that I get excited about. But with that said, would I change my career? Absolutely not. I still love what I do. And if that's the worst that could happen is like, oh man, I got to go shoot this gun and film, you know, (laughs) have a camera rolling, like I'll take it. So I'm I'm just saying that people who want to get into the industry or want to do this, like with everything, you know, you can love eating cotton candy or whatever, or working out. But if you're doing it constantly, it just kind of gets old. That's right. 
So I'm going to take a quick break, talk about SB Tactical, which I'm sure you're familiar with. I was looking at their website. They have the SB Mini, which is super cute. It is the lightest and smallest out of the pistol stabilizing braces that they have on their website. It's only $79.99, and you can get that at sb-tactical.com. But if you use the code GUNFUNNY15, you will get 15% off. John, I want to know, like, what are some of the top brands that you sell on your website? Well, we sell quite a uh, – you know, when, when I saw that in the show notes, you know, I was like, Boy, what do we sell? So I did a little <laughs> list of companies uh, last year of you know companies we sold like two hundred and fifty thousand dollars or more of, and there was over fifteen companies that were on that list. But I would I would see uh, as as far as the top companies, it would be Bravo Company would be one of them. Magpul, Noveski are are the other big staples that we sell quite a bit of. But yeah, th- those are probably be our top three. It would be Magpul, Noveski, and and Bravo Company. Oh, and also Six Hour was really really up there too these days nice and yeah i'm sure you were like ari what do we can you get me a you know a printout of (laughs) (laughs) exactly yeah i I wish i knew all the numbers like i used to but yeah uh, as far as what products sell or this or that i'm looking more at spreadsheets more than anything anymore yeah exactly so I don't know if you have noticed, but like with the coronavirus going on, everyone is buying up ammo and it's not just like 22 long rifle like it was a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I've noticed actually people are buying the most of, of nine millimeter. And even this morning before we, before we started the show, I was just kind of looking around trying to just get an idea of like, all right, do I need more nine millimeter? Do I need more two, two, three? I'm like checking prices because it's like, you can never have enough ammo. And at the end of the day, you're still going to use it just like toilet paper, I guess. But have you seen like a huge increase in people buying ammo? You know, I, I asked my guys about that downstairs last night. I said, Hey, have you noticed an uptick in sales? Because I saw a similar article of, you know, all these uh, Asian uh, people going into California to buy pistols because they've been getting threatened or getting beat up because of the coronavirus, right? And, yeah. And I thought, well, that's weird. So, and then I guess somebody uh, local to us called Wade's Gun Store said, yeah, he noticed a big uptick in sales. So I asked my guys if they noticed, and they said they definitely noticed an uptick in sales, especially pistols and lowers yeah. over the last two weeks. So I think it's definitely happening. Some kind of, you know, like uh, people when they when people start panicking, a number of things happen, right? Like food, emergency supplies, batteries, you know, now mm-hmm. toilet paper it used to used to not be toilet paper, but now it's toilet paper and and ammo is is part of that. But I I never really thought about ammo, but I'm glad you brought that up because I just ordered a couple of pallets for the range, but I don't think that was enough. I better order more. I know. More. No, I'm telling you right now. So this show is not going to come out for like another week. So uh-huh. I'm telling you right now, before the show releases, stock up on ammo before it's I gone will. because I'm sure when this comes out, it's going to be like wiped out everywhere. And That's crazy. And, it's, yeah. and you could even see like there's a lot of price gouging, which I can't blame them. You know, it's supply and demand, but it's one of those things where, I mean – even stuff that's not going, like I just bought a bunch of six uh, five Creedmoor because it was a good price, and that people aren't buying. They're not buying the most. Ex- they're not buying the expensive ammo right now. They're buying, you know, the cheaper stuff like nine millimeter. Um, but I'm sure it's, you know, it's all gonna go. But it, I think if anything, that's probably the most common sense item to sell yeah, out fast. Sure. Toilet paper. All right, guys. Seriously, like everyone's just <laughs> acting on, you know, fear 
because everyone else is doing it. But I mean, ammo, guns, and I've even seen an increase with my business where I'm a firearms instructor and I teach about two to three classes a week. And like all of my classes suddenly have been filling up, like everyone wants to get their concealed carry. Yeah. And I mean, it's probably because they know things are going to, when people panic, you know, Mm -hmm. suddenly manners go out the window and people start robbing (laughs) each other and it just gets crazy. Hopefully that does not happen, but you just, again, you never know. I know it's crazy. Like, um, there's been lots of news about, you know, hate crimes and stuff. And because, you know, I'm Korean American, I pay attention to some of that stuff. And, and recently there was a, you know, lady nearby next to our city who got beat up, you know, and, and it was some remarks to coronavirus, you know, and some nasty words behind that. And just, she got beat up, you know, and, and she ended up in the hospital. So there's lots of things happening like that. And, and so, I mean, it's so important to be, you know, paying attention to what you're doing more so than ever before. And Mm -hmm. and just people are crazy. And when we, when gun people talk about zombies, we don't actually think about zombies. We think about people turning crazy, right? Exactly. (laughs) And, and so it really, uh, you know, makes us be on high alert. Yeah. Or weird, weirdos out there for sure. Definitely. So, um, I know that, you know, NRA, they just canceled their annual, um, gathering. You have an event in August, which we talked about. We sort of touched upon briefly trigger con yeah. and you guys only started this a few years ago and it's definitely right. increased in size. I mean, tremendously just over the years. I went last year for the first time and was really impressed. You guys put on a really good show, but what do you think? What are your thoughts? Have you guys kind of put like a, a halt on sort of, you no, know? We, no, we're, we're full steam ahead. Okay. Um, obviously, um, we're not, we put, we did put a pause on like trying to get more vendors, invite vendors right now, right? Because mm-hmm. nobody's making decisions about any trade show right now. If anything, they're canceling trade shows. Yeah. As we were talking, they canceled NRA, they canceled EWA, you know, and it's, and, well, we're not if- sure. Even if they're not, I've noticed that there's companies that are putting a halt to even employees traveling. So yeah. even if, even if those can't, like those shows still, you know, go on, the companies aren't allowing the employees to go to these events. So it's been, it oh, has it's totally, put a major halt totally. into everything. Yeah. And so right now we're not doing any, you know, invites, but our show is not till the end of July, August, something it's, like that. It's the end of July. Summer. Okay, so it, it, it's one of those things that we're not we're not concerned about, not even a little bit yet, yeah. you know, um, because we think we believe that it's all going to go away by summertime, or at least that's the hope. And so I think we'll we'll know probably you know thirty to sixty days before whether it's going to be a go or not, and, yeah. and we'll be able to push a lot more. But it's it's unfortunate because our show, like you like you mentioned, our show has been growing every year. We even had you on last year, and and that's when I met you. And the show, up, out people outside uh, of Washington are finding out, and we're getting people to travel from even other countries. So it's mm-hmm. it's actually becoming a real show. I, I never thought that would happen, but it has, and it's it's really cool. Which it originally started in your parking lot <laughs> yeah, when you guys did. when you guys it was your grand opening, right? With yeah, your first location. I mean, it was like seven years ago when we when we moved to a, our the current building that we're in. You know, we we thought we'd have a couple of vendors come out and and do a grand opening, and 
And it was, it was, well, actually, I'd even, I'd even ask vendors to come out, but they said, Hey, I, I want to come to your grand opening. I said, What are you going to, you want to come, you want to fly out from Florida here to here or, and yeah. CMC, they were in Texas. Hey, well, we want to fly out. I'm like, You want to fly out to our grand open? Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I thought that was weird, right? But you're like, about- you're like, I'm serving hot dogs, but I mean, they're not like that great. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but we had like six vendors come and they had so much fun. They're like, man, let's do it again next year. I said, I said, you know, the whole point of having a grand opening is it's one time, <laughs> you know, <Yeah. laughs> we don't get to do it again. She goes, yeah, we should just call it a summer event and do it again next year. It was so much fun. I said, ah, oh, okay, we'll think about it. And, and, but it was funny. They just kept on pushing it, you know, and, and next year we did it again. We had like 12 people and they all said, dude, we got to do this again. This is so much fun. And that's, when we said, you know what, let's just get a, get a conference hall and see how many people will come, you know? Mm-hmm. And we, we thought maybe we'd get 30 vendors to come, right? I mean, if you really think about a small distributor inviting people to come to their show, how many, how many companies would come? So mm-hmm. we thought 30 would come. We had almost 70 or something like that. The very first year, we were blown away. And wow. we thought, oh, man, we're on to something. And uh, that's when we decided to really turn it into uh, an actual trade show. And we, we called it TriggerCon um, and, 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 and grew, up, grew up from there. And is this, is TriggerCon, it's, is, is it open to the public? Absolutely. That's what it was originally designed for. What I wanted to do originally was to bring the shot show experience to the Northwest customers. I have so many faithful customers who, who, uh, you know, take care of us and, you know, we wouldn't live, uh, we wouldn't have the kind of lives we have if, if our Northwest customers didn't, uh, you know, buy from us and take care of us. So I wanted to give something back to the Northwest. And so originally that's what it was for. It was to bring that shot show experience to our consumers. So we still have that, if, um, that part of it. We have an industry, uh, set, uh, you know, part. But we definitely have a public part where public people can come. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is the first year actually we're charging uh, some, you know, ten dollars for tickets. It's still not a lot of money, but mm-hmm. we we do need to cover some of the overhead and some of the expenses. So we're doing that nice. this year. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's pretty crazy to even think that you could have such an event in Seattle, considering, you know, kind of, sort of. I mean, uh, Seattle isn't really the most gun friendly. You can say it. Yeah. You know, we're, 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 well, when it I comes even, to politics even, and everything, we're very, we're, we're identical to California, right? Yeah. We're, well, and it's like, I don't want to, I don't even want to say, I don't really even know what to say anymore. Cause it's not even like liberal because I mean, there's still, no. there's a lot of liberals that are into guns. So I don't even want to put like a, a label to it, but I guess, you yeah, know, communist. I think that's a good right. Label <laughs> yeah. No kidding. <laughs> yeah. If you, I mean, it, it, it's quite surprising how bad it is in Seattle, mm-hmm. but right next door in Bellevue, which is kind of the hip area where all the tech people are and stuff, they're, they're actually pretty friendly. Um, they're, they're not as socialistic as Seattle is, meaning mm-hmm. they don't allow the homeless there. I mean, they they have some strict, a much stricter and conservative beliefs. And so we were able to partner up with Bellevue, which is, in my opinion, the, the best city, um, if you can afford it. Most people can't afford to live there, but if you can afford to be there, it's probably the best city in Washington. 
and uh, and they have an amazing convention center, and they allow us to be there. But yeah, it is it is it is difficult even in Bellevue because the whole state is so liberal, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and um, and so anti-gun. But one of the biggest challenges we had is even though we could have a gun sh- gun show, they we, they made us walk through metal detectors and all of those types of things, and people were freaking out. We had so many gun people going, "This is absurd!" And I'm like, and they were very anti, you know, Chiricon. I was like, "Look, we're trying to." educate the public we're trying to be we're trying to bring you know this bring light to 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 the public yeah that ar people aren't crazy right so don't act crazy yeah don't act crazy (laughs) let's work together and and get get the mass media here get get uh you know nbc and abc here to see hey man gun people are great people they're just like everybody else they're not this demonic people who's going to go out to kill people right yeah and and that's the biggest misconception the media tries to play on us absolutely which which is and you and you know because you're in the industry the gun people are the best people in the world you know it yeah and and i i that's the message i want to get out so it's twofold why why i do this show one is to is for the gun enthusiasts to come enjoy come talk to the manufacturers and all of that but the second one is i want the public to see how awesome gun people are mm-hmm. and so that's that's the, another reason why we do it here and 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 fight that liberal fight you know that we have to fight yeah which is good i'm glad that you guys are doing that uh, one of the things that i noticed that you added was uh so i think you had the show, was it Friday, Saturday, Sunday? Friday was open yeah. to media. Saturday and Sunday, it was open to the public, correct? Yeah, originally we had Wednesday too. That's where there was a gap on Thursday. We had a Wednesday, which was range day. And because our show was small, um, we, you know, people wanted a setup day, the manufacturers. And so we had Thursday as a setup day. But as the show got bigger, we had more and more media people come out. Media people were like, dude, what do we do on Thursday? While you guys are setting up, we're just uh-huh. standing around and, you know, and they got to enjoy the Northwest and, you know, go to the parks and all of this kind of stuff. But a lot of people wanted some, some work to do, if you can believe that. So yeah. we created a cool media event where, uh, we're uh, partnering up with a, a gun range in Woodenville called Security and, and, uh, they, it's a first rate um uh, gun range top rate and so like i think right now we have seven manufacturers signed up we have room for nine so we're we're going to invite two more manufacturers to be there they're going to introduce brand new product that you guys can demo and it's a media only event where you know just the top media people uh will get invited and i'm sure you'll get an invite ava and um, where you excuse get to me go and play. i actually already got an invite oh okay yeah <laughs> i figured you did yeah <laughs> Yeah. You know, I was probably like on the top of the list. I'm just saying, but number one, number one on our list. You know, when, when you were asking, when, when you were asking me earlier, like, Hey, you know, what are some of the challenges, you know, of running a gun business and all of that? It, you mm-hmm. know, the hardest part of being in this business was getting on your show. It took me 135 episodes to finally make it to your show. So, you know, that's true. <laughs> but I figured this is, this is what I had to do is, I figured I got to keep the people, you know, interested and keep the momentum going. So at this point, I'm unrolling all of my best, my best uh, guests. So oh, you could have turned out the other way. You know, I had to get the show rolling. So I had to get the interesting people <laughs> first. And now it's popular no. so I can bring the scrubs on. No, you know? <laughs> no. Now it's like I got to, you know, I got to keep the show rolling after, you know, 135 episodes. You think people would leave and like, all right, cool. We've, you know, we've heard enough. But I got to start bringing on like, you know, grade A guests to keep them listening. 
Wow. I appreciate that. Well, congratulations on your success, though. Wow. It's so amazing. I hear so many good things about your show. And, you know, our guys just started a podcast themselves. And what's neat is um, uh, Ben, who who records our show, who's who's a part of our show, he's a producer on the Firearms Radio Network. And mm-hmm. he told me your show is one of the most popular shows or maybe the, the most popular show there. So congratulations to all your success. That's oh. fantastic. Well, that was nice of him because I personally, I don't even look at my numbers. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just keep going. And and it's tough too, because a lot of people are like, oh, well, how many downloads do you get? And you can kind of have an idea, but mm. you cannot, there's no way of knowing because your podcast gets uploaded to so many different avenues that or there's like- really no way of knowing a, an exact number. You just kind of have an idea, but I am super thankful. It only took me, I think in August or September, it'll be three years that I've wow. been doing the show, which is insane to only have 135 episodes so far. Wow, that's great. Yeah. It's, so I mean, it's what, a lot of What's your normal cadence? Is it once a week or is that it's, your normal cadence? Yeah. Every Monday I put out a show. That's fantastic. And I'm surprised that I even have, you know, the discipline to keep up with this. <laughs> you know, if you're thinking about it, but there's, I, I don't I think, think the hardest part would be the editing, right? Like having a conversation, I think would be fun. A lot of times, I mean, sometimes I'm sure when it becomes work, it, it could suck, but you know, talking to interesting people would be fun, but editing and, you know, cutting out stuff or doing this or that, that would be a pain in the butt. I would hate that. Uh, yeah. So luckily I don't do that. I have, uh, my editor, Kenny Ortega, who is a lifesaver. He does all of that. He edits the show and he uploads it usually Sunday evening, like around Ah. 12 o'clock at night. So when I wake up Mondays, before Uh I even wake up, honestly, there's been a lot of people that have already messaged me, hey, great show, just got done listening to it, or they have some commentary. And it's just, it's crazy how fast they're consuming it. So I'm really grateful for for that. Yeah. You that that's awesome. You're so big. You already have an editor. Well, who else do you have behind the scenes? I want to know. Oh, uh, that's. I mean, that's it. Tickles, my dog. You know, she's <laughs> the mascot. It's not easy being Tickles. <laughs> <laughs> that's um, awesome. So I have two, like, two more questions. So I know sure. that when I was visiting and touring uh, last year, you guys mentioned that you were opening up a new distribution facility, yeah. and it was in the Midwest, and that was to yeah. help you know get. Uh, people, their items that they're ordering much quicker. So how's that going? That's going fantastic. I have an amazing team down there that, um, that actually decided to move to Wichita, you know, and in Washington, it, it, things are so expensive to give you an idea, like a two bedroom apartment here. That's not even that great. It's about $1,800. Wow. In Wichita, a really amazing apartment, two bedroom apartment that's on the golf course. You get free golf and everything is 800 bucks, right? So wow. huge <laughs> price difference. So when they were able to get a little pay raise uh, to move and on top of that, the cost of living was so much lower you know, it was a no brainer for them. And mm-hmm. one of the things I was so happy when I was there, you know, one of the team members said, Hey, I can't, I can't, I, you know, John, I, you know, I, 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 at the end of the month, I still have money left. I, I've never, this has never happened to <laughs> right. me. You know, they're like, uh, they're so surprised. And I was like, I was so happy when I heard that. I was yeah. like, good for you. I'm so happy to hear that. But our team's doing great. Um, I would say about 60% of our shipping is happening out of Wichita mm-hmm. now. Uh, I would still say the vast majority of our products are still in Auburn, but it's 
the older stuff that's still there because it's still funneling slowly out of there. Mm-hmm. But all the new stuff is going to Wichita and uh, getting shipped out of there. And, and so for now, a lot of, you know, you might order something, you might get a product from Wichita and a product from Auburn, but eventually everything will get migrated to Wichita. But yeah, it, it's been great. Uh, we've been able to save a bunch of money because shipping is a lot closer from yeah. Wichita versus Seattle. And uh, people are getting their packages faster. So it's, you know, we really did that for, two, you know, three reasons. One, it was cheaper. You know, warehouse space is much, much cheaper. And we were able to get 40-some thousand square foot of warehouse space, which is fantastic. Um, and then the other parts were, you know, was we save on shipping and you, we get we get the packages to our customers faster. So Yeah, which is huge. No because yeah, uh, so in my Patreon group on Facebook, uh, somebody was saying, you know, when the whole AR-14 uh, fiasco mm-hmm. happen. They were like, guaranteed tomorrow PSA comes out with an AR-14 lower. Sure enough. Sure know. enough. <laughs> and, but somebody commented, they're like, yeah, but it doesn't even matter because by the time they get it to you, it's like the joke's already over and it becomes irrelevant. Uh, that's and, so true. <laughs> you know, and so it, like shipping really does, you know, mean quite a bit where I stopped ordering from a lot of these companies because I'm like, Ugh, by the time I get it, um, you know, I might as well either just go somewhere local and get it or order from a website, pay a little extra in shipping and get it within, you know, two or three days. So. Absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, we definitely wanted to do that for sure. Yeah. And it's a, it's a definitely a smart move. Um, and I totally understand the whole like living in a big city and living paycheck to paycheck because living in New York City at one point, I mean, you just can't get ahead. Because it's yeah, just so expensive. Imagine. So I'm, I'm definitely glad that your guys are, you know, living a good life. What do you have planned for the future? Well, we just opened up a gun range as well. So, um, oh, wow. we, yeah, that was 27,000 square foot uh, gun range and training facilities. So that's the, my biggest, uh, uh, challenge right now. And what state is this in? Running. What's that? What state did you open this in? Th- that's in Wichita. Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So when we were, when we had our gunnery uh, or gun uh, warehouse there uh, and we were there for about three to six months, somebody said, well, why don't you guys build, buy the tactical uh, or why don't you buy the Thunderbird gun range? I was like, what's that? And so I looked into it. It was a gun range that opened in town. They spent about $7 million to build this amazing facility, but it was just a little bit too big, too much. Um, and they didn't make it. And so we were able to buy that, uh, building uh at 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 auction got a good price for it and we fixed it fixed it up and uh, we opened we opened our business and uh, and getting ready to serve the wichita community uh, with training with with a great facility and it's that's been a huge challenge for us but it's it's also we believe um rounding out our business very Nicely, like we have a distribution business, our international business is, is growing really, really rapidly. And now with the range, I think that's really going to, you know, round out our business. So and you whatever also, happens, we'll, we'll be, we'll be safe, you know, yeah. our employees will be taken care of. And that's ultimately why I'm doing all of these things to, to, to create security for my team. Absolutely. And you guys also have a marketing company as well. So it's super smart yeah. that you're not putting all your eggs in one basket. Yeah, I mean, the marketing company was never designed to make money. We still don't make money from that marketing company. We use that marketing company to fuel everything else that we're doing. With the marketing company, we're able to uh, you know, bring in brand new products, find new companies, things like that. Mm-hmm. And we're able to keep our costs down for, for marketing uh, and, and put all, all of that into photography and, and video. We just hired a new 
uh, video team that does that's going to be doing some killer videos. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's all kind of synergetic, right? It, it's all kind of related, but they're all separate. They're all separate entities, but they're all inter- interrelated. And and so we're trying to grow a little, you know, a little bit at a time and grow a little empire over here, you know? Yeah, which is super smart. If uh, listeners, they want to find you online, they want to find Rainier Arms, where can they find you? Yeah, uh, we're all over social media, obviously, Instagram um, and uh, Facebook, but it's RainierArms.com. All the social link is on there. Also, uh, RainierArmsFA for um, FirearmsAcademy.com. You can find us information there, and and, and we're all over the place. So if you just Google... uh, Anything cool, I'm sure we'll uh, we'll be on the, one of the top lists. So yeah. come find us. Awesome. And do you have time to hang out for the rest of the show? Absolutely. Okay, I'd cool. love to. All right. So before we get into the AF segment, I want to talk about Sportsman's Guide really quickly. Uh, so as I said before, ammo is selling out like hotcakes. So I highly recommend head over to Sportsman's Guide stock up on ammo and use the code gunfunny20 that gets you $20 off your purchase of $100 or more. And that is at sportsmansguide.com. Stupid, funny, cool, interesting, awesome as never mind. AF. So recently there was a story that came out where there was a 25-year-old African-American security guard. He got pulled over um, in New Jersey, and he was arrested and charged with illegally transporting a firearm. And basically he was on his way home from his shift as a security guard. He got pulled over for his windows being tinted too dark. And he basically volunteered the information that he has a weapon, showed him, showed the officer his permit, and they promptly arrested him. So in New Jersey, I believe there's only like about 800 people that have a concealed carry permit. So he got, he still got charged even though he had the permit. He still had, uh, he got charged for illegally transporting a firearm. But on top of that, he also got charged for having illegal hollow point ammunition, which he was carrying, uh, what was it? Hornady critical defense ammo. And that's totally legal in New Jersey. In fact, New Jersey even, uh, specifies on their website, uses it as an example that that is fine to use because it's filled with like a polymer material. So it's not considered a hollow point. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's insane. Uh, it just shows like how convoluted the gun laws are in New Jersey. So you could even, I mean, you can have your permit, you can carry the ammo that they even specify on the website, they recommend. And yet here you are, you get thrown in jail. Now you have to lawyer up and basically prove that you are the innocent party. And it's just, it's insane. So a few things that I take from this is, well, one, New Jersey is the only state in the U.S. that doesn't allow hollow point self-defense ammunition, which is kind of crazy to me because not only does it, I think it, you know, it obviously helps with uh, doing a lot more tissue damage and it's going to stop the attacker much quicker. So, you know, it's really in the best interest of the shooter, but it also has more stopping power. So it's less likely to go through you know, your attacker and someone innocent nearby. So if anything, it's, it's much safer to use for self-defense. So why they have it illegal, I have no idea, but I always tell my students in class, like here in Colorado, there's no duty to inform if you get pulled over, which means that if you get pulled over, you, unless they ask, you have, there's no duty on your end to inform that you have a gun. 
And I've gotten to the point where I tell, you know, I tell my students like, Hey, if they don't ask, why give them more information than, you know, what they need? Half the time you're getting pulled over for a financial transaction. The quicker that you could be on your way, they could be on their way, the better. Um, the only time that I recommend that they do say something if they don't ask is if, you know, they have their gun and their, let's say their, uh, glove compartment with your, with their gun, their registration. And at that point, I would just recommend keep my hands on the steering wheel, palms open so they don't think that you have like a knife or something in your hands. And then just tell them, Hey, I'll, you know, I'll get that information for you. I have my, I have a gun in my glove compartment. How would you like me to proceed? But it's just, I don't know. I feel, I really feel bad for this guy because here he's just, he volunteered the information. They, you know, from my understanding, they didn't even ask. And so he thought he was doing everything right. And now he's being charged with illegally transporting a firearm and having hollow point ammunition. Yeah, it's crazy. When I, when I first heard the story, I thought that couldn't be right. You know, right? yeah. It, it, you know the guy. The first thought that went to my mind. I don't. I don't know if it went to your mind, but it's like, man, is is it because he's African American, right? Yeah. I mean, you never want to think that way, but it's like when something like this happens, you're like, what? That doesn't make any sense. He's he he's got a concealed weapons permit, you know. And like you said, out of like nine million people, he's like eight hundred. He's like yeah, eight hundred people. That yeah, eight hundred people can get that right, and and it's not like in your state or my state where you just you know, fill out some paperwork and you just get it. They have to take a test and he got a 98% on his test even, right? Wow. <laughs> to to even have it. So you feel like you're going to, you're doing everything they want you to do. You're checking all the boxes. Okay. They told me to have a, you know, I need a permit to purchase this weapon. Okay. I got that. I, I need a permit to carry this weapon. Okay. I got that. And you're doing all of those things. You're even telling the officer, hey, officer, I don't want you to freak out. I'm an African-American man. I'm sure he didn't say it, but he's probably yeah. thinking, hey, I'm an African-American man. I got, I, I have a, I have a pistol. I don't want you to shoot me, right? Yeah. I ha I'm legal to carry this. You know, here, here's all my identification. He wasn't confrontational. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's the law. Even if he broke the law, I don't think what she did. Even if he broke the law, there's the, there's kind of this intent of the law, right? I mean, he did everything he's supposed to do. Give him a freaking break. Exactly. Right? And it's this ridiculous. isn't, this isn't the first case that, you know, that something similar like this has happened in New Jersey. Oh, that's and crazy. so it's like you think, you know, even from like previous cases that law enforcement would know, you know, they would. But I mean, really, from law enforcement perspective, there's so many laws that they have to know. But you would think that the minute that this guy was arrested, taken into, you know, into jail, whatever, that they would be like, oh, no, it was, it was kind of an accident. Like you shouldn't have arrested this guy or something, you know, like the state would be like, uh, you know. Go ahead and release yeah, did you, this guy. Did you see was... what the state said afterwards? No, like, I didn't. I, yeah, I mean, they actually defended the officer, saying he he was carrying the gun illegally or something. I mean, something to that effect. So it's ridiculous wow. what what they actually said. You you would you would have thought by the time it went to the you know department, the chief said, "Hey, man, let's." He's got a permit and everything. We're just going to give him a warning, let him yeah, off. He didn't exactly. know. Whatever, right? But no, they didn't. Uh, it was crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. I know. So hopefully, you know, he gets out of it. And and all I kept thinking is like 25, year, 25 years old, like he must be, you know, a pretty like stand-up guy for him to even get approved to have a permit where there's so many, you know, where it's, it's given to very few people. And crazy. I don't know. Anyways, moving forward, Sharps Bros. So I noticed you guys sell these at Rainier Arms. 
they have a really, I mean, just a lot of cool lowers. Do you have a favorite? I, I, I've always, I think my favorite is probably the Jack. Um, yeah. Yeah. I love that skull, the way it looks, you know, and, and, um, you know, obviously the, the Spartan one that we have the exclusive to, I gotta love that just because we have the, Rainy Arms has the exclusive, but. Yeah. <laughs> all, and that one's all, cool all of too. the stuff that he does is cool. I mean, you know, John, John makes some amazing, amazing products, you know, and he's making some cool stuff. The only yeah. thing that, that I'm a little bit curious about these days is I've noticed he's been acting like Dan Bazarian with all these women around him. So I don't know what that's all about. <laughs> I got to call him and bust his balls a little bit and say, Hey, what's that all about? But he just took a photo of, uh, of himself in Paris, you know, and he's, he's, he, he's in tight shorts and he's got a bunch of women looking like Dan Bazarian, man. Oh, he's working man. out a lot doing jujitsu. So maybe he's hitting his midlife crisis. Like it, it could do. be. Yeah. Or maybe it's those lowers <laughs> that are attracting all the women. You don't know, you know? Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pretty hot. <laughs> but you guys can check those out at sharpsrose.com and I'm going to have to look for that picture and, and, you know, call them out as well. <laughs> yeah. All right. Moving on to our Q and A segment. Q and A. There's no such thing as a stupid question. Just kidding. Visit gunfunny.com forward slash contact to submit yours. So guys, as always, if you have any questions to ask, just submit it at uh, gunfunny.com. Contact us and uh, submit your question there. Today's question is what songs hit you when, uh, I'm sorry, what songs hit you with a wave of nostalgia every time you hear them? And that's, I don't know. That was like a kind of I was like thinking I'm like uh I mean I'm sure I just couldn't think of any songs off the top of my head I do know that when I bought my house three years ago and I had a housewarming party I ended up getting super drunk and there was this song that was playing and every time I hear it it's almost like I feel hungover <laughs> like it just brings back memories of me being super drunk and you know That's and awesome. and so there's that but, and even then I was like, what was that song? And I don't know the name of it, but every time I hear it, it's just like, it reminds what? me of just being drunk. Can you, can you hum it? Can you, can you like, uh, let's see. Or not really. Yeah. Way to put me on the spot. I'm supposed to put you on the spot. <laughs> it's not supposed to be the other way around. <laughs> okay. Forget it. <laughs> what, what, what songs bring back nostalgia for you? Well, see, I'm old, right? I'm 51. So like when, <laughs> when I think of songs, it's uh, songs of my childhood and especially of high school and so for me, it was this song, Aha, right? Like, Take On Me. Like, when I hear that, that was the, one of the first music videos I ever saw. And I thought, wow, they're drawing a cartoon. It's coming to life. And it's you're probably too young. You probably don't even know what Take On Me is. But it, it's No, a, I was actually just thinking, I'm like, I'm going to Google that so that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> if I sang it for you, you would know, but I won't, okay? Why? Well, I, no, I mean, I, you, can, I, you can hum it. What's wrong with Tommy and I? I can't put you on the spot. <laughs> you can put me. It's like, take on me. Oh. Take on me. Take me. Yes. On. I can't sing it that high, but he used to sing it super high. But that was a song that uh, was very, very popular when I was in, when I was in high school. And, and, um, and another reason why I remember that was it was a, it was a band that a ton of women loved, right? Because they just loved the singer mm -hmm. and guys didn't like it because it was too feminine. Right. Yeah. So I went, uh, when I went to the concert, there was like me and my buddy and like, we were surrounded by like 50 million women. And they were throwing <laughs> their clothes all, and we thought this is the best concert we ever came to in our life. That's why it brings a special memory in my, right. in my heart. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's, yeah, I mean, awesome. that's actually really smart. 
Yeah, right. You know, I mean, so if you want to, you know, if I, I that happened totally by accident, but you know, you can use that, you know, for your advantage next time. Go yeah, to a total chick concert. Yeah, <laughs> I know, right? Like go to Britney Spears or something, or yeah. Taylor Swift. Yeah, well, would, you, yeah. If you're young, I guess that would work. But now you'd have a bunch yeah. Of at this point, twelve year olds. Yeah. yeah, you're right. At this point, it probably wouldn't be a good look for you. <laughs> CEO Rainier Arms at a child concert. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, not good. Yeah. Although, you know what is kind of funny is when I was younger, all the songs, I knew all the lyrics to. And now as I get older and I hear I'm like, duh, nah, nah, you know, I just like make up yeah. my own lyrics. And it's just weird that when I was younger, knew lyric like word for word. And now I can't, you know, and it's just maybe I had more time on my hands or, you know, when like even uh, with CDs, you'd have the little pamphlet right. and you pull it out and then you could see, you could read all the lyrics and maybe that's why that's as right. well. Um, yeah, it's, it's it, obviously I've grown kids now and, and they, they know music like that too, because they're always, all they have is ear pods or, or headphone on their head, right? Mm -hmm. They go through a stage where music is so important in your life and everything surrounds by music. So I think it's very natural, but as you get older, you just have too much going on, you know? Exactly. And so it's impossible to remember all those lyrics. Yeah. I, I make up my own stuff too. It sounds pretty cool in the shower. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, really? I'm like my lyrics that, I mean, that should have been the lyrics. It's much better That's in my right. opinion. That's right. <laughs> all right. Moving on polymer 80, uh, which you guys also sell at Rainier That's Arms. Right. And I was actually on their website at polymerady.com and I noticed they were saying like due to a high volume of, uh, of sales that some things might be out of stock, but you know, check, uh, for check at like, you know, low at other online stores, like such as Rainier Arms, uh, which I thought was interesting. Cause I'm like, hmm, are people not only buying ammo, but also buying Palmer 80s just, you know, mm. for self defense? I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. I, I I know we we do sell a ton of their lowers. When I mentioned, you know, the the 15 plus companies that we did a quarter million dollars or more with, Polymer 80 was definitely one of them, and and so was Sharp. So yeah, I, definitely they they make a really cool product. And I think whenever people panic, they 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 might worry about gun laws changing, and that's yeah. you know that's when it's nice to be able to you know have some of that kind of stuff. And a lot of times, most people just, they want to do it for fun, right? Mm -hmm. So they, they, they love buying the jigs and, and, and being hands-on and um, being able to be creative. Yeah, exactly. So uh, check them out, polymer80.com. Use the code GUNFUNNY and that will get you 15% off. Tactic Talk. Discussing popular guns and gear. Love it? Hate it? Find out now. So when I asked you previously what you wanted to talk about, like what gear or, you know, guns, and you wanted to talk about the hottest trend because you were like, well, first it was ARs, then it was Glock. So what's next? And here I'm thinking like, oh, you know, you, you're at Rainier Arms, you see all these cool products, you're going to have something really cool. But I like this topic because you're right. Like there's definitely trends that come and go, not to say that ARs or Glocks are, you know, like people aren't buying them because they're still huge, but it is a really good question. Like what is, you know, the new trend and what are your thoughts on that? Well, actually I, I want to ask you, you know, oh, okay. Um, so this yeah. is how this is going to go. <laughs> <laughs> I want to ask you because obviously I see uh, there's some stuff that I really like and stuff that I see, but I'm curious to see what you, what you, uh, 
you know, think is going to be the next cool thing. So in my opinion, I've seen a huge uptick in AKs and people, you know, sort of modifying them, um, mm-hmm. not just, you know, because before people like some people don't like AKs, but for a lot of, you know, a lot of people, it's kind of like one of those staple guns that they have in totally. their gun collection, like totally. a 1911 yeah. and and stuff like that. But I've noticed that there's a lot of people now that are changing out parts and really customizing them. I just had uh, family firearms. They're actually, they're located in Colorado Springs right down the street from me. They just, they've been making all of these custom AKs where they'll buy, let's say like a Sentry Arms Draco and basically change out every part except for maybe keep like three parts. And mm. it's just, it's insane. And and I've noticed that there's such a huge community behind AKs. And so I I think that that's going to be you know, the newest trend. I think even people that typically don't like AKs, I think that they're going to start, you know, feeling the pressure of like, all right, fine, I'll get an AK. Because I I mean, I personally like a lot of the modifications that you can do are just mm-hmm. really, really cool. I mean, just yeah. you can make your AK look gorgeous. Also, ammo is so much cheaper than 223556. So yeah. it's, you know, last thing you want is like, cool, 50 cents, 50 cents, you know, every time you're shooting it. Yeah. And, yeah. and so I think that's, that's kind of my opinion. Yeah. I mean, there's some cool AKs out there, some cool companies that, that are making some high end $2,000 AKs and they can't keep them in stock, right? Yeah. They're, and that's six months back, back ordered or whatever. So that's exactly crazy. how my friend is. He, um, you know, cause he'll, you know, customize them and, I mean, literally the minute he makes them and he'll put it on Instagram, they have like, he has like five buyers. So he can't even keep up with it. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. I mean, the other thing that I thought was kind of cool is I don't, have you seen like the lever actions that people are making them somewhat tactical? Like Emma, Midwest Industries makes a rail for, you know, the Marlins now. And, and so people are putting a rail system on a lever action and putting lights and, you know, I haven't different seen things that. On it. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, Chris Costa's got some videos on it and other people's got some videos on it. So I, th- I think that's cool because it's legal in all 50 states. Right. And, yeah. and uh, I'm one of those guys, maybe, maybe because I'm weird and I have everything that when I see something different, I'm like, Oh, that's different. I, yeah. I like to sh- that, that, you know, I would, I like to try that. Right. Yeah. And then the other thing I think uh, might be kind of cool is, um, I don't know if you've heard of the Grand Power Strybogs, but yes. they're like um, a little pistol type yeah. thing that's like six, seven hundred bucks. And those uh, are selling pretty quickly. Oh man, those are so cool. Yeah, those are. I don't know if you had a chance to shoot it. Those I have are, not. No, cool. but I know that they are. They've been selling out. I mean, pretty quickly. So I've I've heard good things about it. But I have, you know, it's funny, the lever actions, I have noticed yeah. there's a lot of people that are interested in, in having those. In fact, I just, I don't even know how I've made it the seven years without shooting a lever action, but I just shot my first yesterday. Oh, yeah? And it was yesterday? A, yeah. Wow. And it was a 45 like I knew, like I know. ahead of time, right? <laughs> I know. Um, but it was chambered 4570, and I had this, uh, like, goop, like, you know that Nickelodeon goop stuff like the green oh yeah, yeah 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 yeah. so i had two bottles of that that i bought i didn't make or anything and i blew those up like just shot at it put them back to back and just it was i got it on slow motion and it was pretty oh, cool to see it dude that's cool yeah but it, it was how, how'd you like shooting it did, did it did you feel old 
How, how did the uh, no, I felt pretty cool. Well, my friend was yeah, like, okay. he's like, dude, he's like, you shoot this. He's like, Instagram's going to go crazy because apparently this was like the gun that was used in Jurassic Park or whatever. Uh, and, uh, and he's like, there's going to be quite a bit of recoil, but you know, for as big as the round was, I actually uh-huh. didn't, the recoil really didn't bother me. I mean, you can okay. see in the video, I definitely get, you know, kind of pushed back a little bit, but it didn't, it didn't hurt or anything like mm-hmm. that. Like I shot, I don't know, maybe 10 rounds. Mm. and wow yeah so that it was fun i don't back when i was a kid right so i'm date i'm really like none of your audience will know <laughs> yeah. this but they might want to look it up it's it's called a rifleman there was this guy who would like have a lever action gun and he would wield it around like spin it around in a circle mm-hmm. and that's how he would like you know cock the gun right and every kid wanted to learn how to do that. Like, it was so cool. I was like, oh, man, that's so cool. Like, you, you see it in Terminator, right? This I don't know if you remember Terminator. He had a – yeah, you're too young for that, too. <laughs> well, no, <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to think. He also had a lever action. He wheeled it around, and, and you're going to look it up after the show. I, I am, remember. yeah. Because now I'm like, well, maybe I could do that, you know? I mean, yeah, I was right? I was kind I of like a natural with this, with this gun, I, so. I did want to ask you something, though. I, I know you're you're very strong. I, I know you work out all the time. How how has that been going? Have you been going to the gym with all the with with all the disease virus stuff going around? I, I was curious about that. Yeah, so I so I do bar classes and I started a little over a year ago. And okay. in fact, even when you see me, I probably have lost I don't know, maybe ten pounds since you even saw me last year. And okay. I think I lost a total of 20 pounds, which is wow. kind of crazy because I'll look back at pictures. I've tried to find some pictures just to be like, oh, look, here I was overweight. Well, I mean, I really wasn't overweight, but I'm like, here I was bigger, here I'm smaller. But I think just because I'm tall, I hide it mm-hmm. pretty well. But all I do is bar classes and I just do maybe, I don't know, four of them a week. And every company, it's funny because I feel like it's now also just the trend for all these companies to put out an email saying like, oh, we're taking the necessary precautions. We're wiping down everything before and after and blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. And so the only thing that has changed is now uh when we go, when we do the classes after the class, everybody, you know, we get handed a Lysol wipe. We wipe uh, down our weights, our balls, stuff like that, which they clean every day, but I don't think they were cleaning after every class. Mm-hmm. And I haven't noticed um, an, uh, a decrease in attendance. Granted, oh. everybody that I go with isn't really the demographic that the coronavirus is affecting. So oh, okay. it's predominantly people my age, like okay. younger, like 20 to 30s. But okay. my girlfriend, who's a personal trainer, she okay. said that in the morning, younger people will go to the gym but after the morning, it's like a ghost town mm. because that's typically when the older people go and work out like during the day because, uh-huh. you know, because they're retired. And she said that she's seen a huge decrease, decrease. in attendance. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. So they're probably more concerned than you are. You're yeah. Young and healthy. So and I, I honestly I haven't been sick in like well over a year. And I even made a joke. I'm like, you know, I survived three shot shows like. Without getting sick, like I should be. Immune. So you're healthy. You're you're fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you shouldn't be worried about you getting sick. You just need to make sure you don't pass it to other people, right? Type yeah. Of thing. Yeah. yeah. So what what is a bar class? I never heard of that. What is that? Uh, so it's it's like it's weird because it apparently has been around for like ten years, but I didn't even know oh. what it was when I first went. But it's you know like the ballet bar, but you do it's it's a lot of like small movements. It's uh low impact and 
you just, you do things like really slow. So it works out every little muscle. Like I remember the first time I did a class, I was sore for like a week. It was so hard for me to walk. And now I do sometimes back to back classes and it's just, it's really crazy to see how, you know, how your body just sort of builds up the muscle and, awesome. and the changes that take place. And, and I still eat whatever I want. Like even this morning I was eating like little, Debbie I know snacks. every, every woman <laughs> hates you for that, but that's I, all right. Well, I mean, <laughs> I'm 33 years old, so I'm sure like in two years, it's probably not going to be that way, but, but yeah, yeah. no, it, it'll, it'll be like that for probably another 10 or 50. Like my wife was like skinny and like amazing forever. Not that she's big now. I should, trust me. She's still skinny and, and everything. <laughs> she's going to listen to this and like no. smack you. <laughs> <laughs> well, she won't, she won't listen. Number one, but, <laughs> but what, what, but what happens is like mid forties, something definitely changes. Like she's putting on a little bit of weight. Like I, I like the weight. Trust yeah. me. I, I'm not saying I don't like, I love it, Yeah. Uh, but she, she could never put on weight, but now she's actually can. So it's, it's, it'll change eventually. Yeah. But well, and I noticed. Things you know? even changed when I was 30. That's why I was, oh, yeah? you know, cause I only started working out for the first time ever, like a little over a year ago. I've never mm-hmm. worked out previously. Uh, and that's because I was gaining weight and it's like, all right, well, something has to change. And I'm too much of a foodie to, to give up food. So I'm like, all right, I guess I'll, you know, and I hate working out, but with the bar classes, there's just such a nice sense of community. I know all of the women, like I could jump into any class and oh, that's cool. know pretty much everyone in the class. And it's that's just, cool. yeah, it just, it's a really, really just, I don't know. It's, I would highly recommend it. I do bar three, which is nationwide. So, you know, if you guys want to get, if, if I have, I do have w- women listeners. So if you guys want to get into it or guys, if you want to suggest it to your wives, but it's just, it's a, it's a really good, uh, it's a good workout and just mentally and physically. I, I, I can't, I can see why they call it the bar class instead of a pole class because that'll be. Yeah. Right. Connotation. <laughs> I know. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. That's cool. Now I know what a bar class is. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. Yeah. You're welcome. One last thing uh, before we get into iTunes review. So Trigger Brew, I'm actually drinking their coffee right now. My favorite is Gourmet Shit, and it is definitely gourmet. It's I think that's their lightest roast, which has the most caffeine in it. But I that's my favorite out of out of the three. But they have you know medium roast and dark roast, and I'm actually drinking it right now. Which my coffee did get cold because you know the show's already going on for a little over an hour, <laughs> but. But no, I'm not complaining, <laughs> but it's really good coffee. I highly recommend it. Head on over to triggerbrew.com. Use the code gunfunny and that will get you 20 for 20% off anything that you find on their website. And now wrapping up iTunes review. So guys, if you have not left me an iTunes review, I would greatly appreciate it if you headed on over to iTunes. If you have an iPhone, it's super easy. Just click on the little podcast app, search for gunfunny and head, you know, scroll down to the bottom and you can leave a review. So today, today's two reviews. So first one is Amish impersonator, five stars. Good way to start a Monday. I start off my Mondays at work listening to Ava's show. I really like the fact that I hear about a lot of products that I haven't heard of before. I think Ava does a great job of finding new topics to cover each week. Keep up the great work. And second is Exenda Blue, five stars, best gun related podcast. Love this, Ava. You keep bringing up You keep bringing it with some of the best people in the industry, always current with the latest trends and just totally badass. Enjoy, enjoying every show and always waiting 
for the new podcast to air. Hope to meet you at NRA show in Nashville if you're going beers and shots on me at Tootsie's. Well, I don't know what Tootsie's is, but it looks like I'm not going to be taking you up on those beer and shots, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> uh, but John, um, every show I always pick a lucky winner out of the two people that write a review. So out of those, who do you think should win a prize pack? Well, was was the person who was offering you drinks and stuff were they were they was it a guy or a girl? I don't know. Oh. All I know is it's Zena. It, it almost it almost seemed like he, that was a pickup line because You're right. it could be. You know, yeah. It could be. So I I'd have to give it to the first first one. The first guy. Uh, <laughs> Amish impersonator. <laughs> and you know, all right, Amish impersonator, so contact me. You could email me. Uh, gunfunnypodcast at gmail or contact me on social media and you are going to get one of the newest patches which i will be posting that shortly as of right now when i record the show i have not posted it but uh when the show comes out i should have posted it and you guys can see it and uh we're gonna wrap up so you guys can find me gunfunny.com there's links to everything social media even my new youtube channel which i just hit 10,000 which is cool because i started i think about maybe 11 months ago now so that's really exciting for me and uh so i would highly recommend subscribe i did a funny coronavirus video on there and if you guys can't get enough and you want to support the show, consider becoming a Patreon. So just for $3 a month, you can, that gives you access to our Facebook only group. And, you know, it's always a good time. Uh, lots of great conversations, funny memes. Also, Blown Deadline is giving away a $300 gift certificate every month to a lucky patron. Regardless of your pledge, I, you know, I just pick a lucky winner out of all of the Patreons. I also wanted to thank the $25 Patreons who are Corbin Bonafide, Iraq Veteran 8888, Ryan Morrison, Michael Alexio, Elliot and Mike Pappas, Joe Lyons, and Justin Paulson. King of the Patreons is still Jon Snow, and he wants me to say that when Operator Tickles gives you the finger, she's telling you how many seconds you have left to live. <laughs> And that's pretty funny. And once again, I wanted to thank Kenny Ortega. Thanks so much for editing the show. You do an awesome job. And John, thank you so much for spending the last hour with me. Really love what you're doing. Keep up the great work. And can you just remind listeners once again where they can find you on the internet? Yeah, it's www.rainierarms, R-A-I-N-I-E-R-A-R-M-S.com. Okay, awesome. And by the way, I feel so dumb, but when I flew into Seattle and I saw like a huge mountain and I'm like, I feel like I should know what that mountain is, but I didn't really pay <laughs> too much attention in, in geography class. And I think I asked one of you guys like, yeah, what is that big mountain's name? And they're like Rainier Arms or, or I'm sorry, Rainier Mountain. Mount, and I'm Mount like, Rainier, yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. It all makes sense now. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yep. Every now and then I have my moments. But with that said, we are out of here. Want to send feedback? Tell us about a company or anything else. Go to gunfunny.com forward slash contact.